You're listening to Embarrassing Family, where we share our weirdest, wackiest, and wildest family stories. Hello, everyone. We have Jake Lazier here as our guest today. He is a Baltimore-based comedian. He does stand-up, lip-sync battles, improv, online game shows, and more. So, Jake, I hear you have a really funny story about your aunt. Can you share that with us? Yeah, sure. So, um, I'm a millennial of a certain age, which means I was super into Barney growing up specifically. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> and um, my third birthday party, it was supposed to be all Barney theme. The whole idea um, was going to be like Barney cake, Barney pinata, Barney party favors, etc., um, and my aunt decided it'd be a fun idea to show up to the party as Barney. She rented a suit. She showed up um, at a public park because that's where the party was as Barney. The downside was that she decided to get into said Barney suit was going to require two bottles of wine to get ready. Oh, for. Yeah. In the middle of the day on a Sunday. <laughs> so she she was like, oh, yeah, we're going to make this work. It's going to be fine. The downside was that public park means public party so there was a lot of kids there that i did or did not invite so when said aunt shows up in a very very hot suit in the middle of the summer because i was born summertime um she sweating drunk very not happy to be there and then a bunch of small children run up to her thinking oh my god it's barney he's here hi barney how are you and she is not having it. She's like, who the fuck are you? What do you want from me? Go away. And just, I don't know if anyone else has the qualifications to say that their third birthday party traumatized other children's birthdays or other children's September Sundays in the afternoon. But I'm still going to take that claim for me and really appreciate that. It's frankly the only way I can celebrate that birthday. So... Yeah, you know, you take what you can get. And once they make that Barney reboot movie that's in the works, um, we can go see it together uh, post-pandemic, just the two of us. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's really funny. I'm sure it really uh, turned a lot of kids off of off of Barney the Dinosaur. Oh, yeah, without, without a doubt. I mean, she did more to turn people off Nickelodeon than anything One Million Moms ever could have done. So they should have recruited her right there and then. What other uh, crazy stuff has, did she do? So my family, this is my mom's side of the family. This is my mom's older sister. They are very Irish Catholic, which means that it's very speak, but do not say uh, gossip, but do not direct to the face. Like I was missing them recently because of the holidays. And I was thinking about all of them and how the last time I got to see all of them together, my grandma sat down across from the dinner table to my mom and looked her in the eyes and said, Hey, Mary, do you, you and your husband still sleep in the same bed oh no oh yes <laughs> my mom just looks at her because that's a wild thing to ask anybody let alone your daughter it's very personal it's very personal and my mom's like yeah mom of course we do why this woman looks my mother in the eyes and says well i just really don't know how this room for the two of you in a bed and all those bags under your eyes <laughs> what <laughs> yes yes Irish Catholic women are the originators of shady comments. Like you can take it all the way back to drag queens and et cetera. But Irish Catholic women who have something to say, that is where shade has originated. Like shitty side comments. They're the queens of look how skinny you used to be. Or, oh, I'm so glad to see you. You never call. 
Like, it's very backhanded no matter what they're saying. Yeah, have you ever seen uh, The Church Lady on Saturday Night Live? Oh my god, yes. That's what I'm kind of thinking of right now. Was that kind of what it was like? You know, that not that special? Yeah, it's just that, more or less. Uh, just every day of the week instead of Saturday nights. Um, especially because the favorite part about this is that they're not religious, but they are religious by default. Um, like, I would still have to go to church even though they didn't know what was going on at church at that time. Because my dad's side of the family is very different. They are very, like, back... Like, my great uncle had a raccoon as a pet. Like, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Very redneck. Very, very sticks. Very uh, Western Maryland, so to speak. Um, they let you just kind of do that out there. It was the opposite. Like, my dad grew up fighting in the front lawn, et cetera, et cetera. And my mom grew up, like, these backhanded compliments um, in the other room all fueled by Guinness and wine as the good Irish people we are. Um, so it's like this lovely mishmash of both the best of both worlds of messy family buffoonery, but it makes for goddamn good stories. That's a really fun way to grow up. Um, I'm kind of curious though. I mean, being part of the LGBT community, has that had an impact on you and your relationship with the Irish Catholic side of your family? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, looks like I stepped in something. No, it's, I mean, hey, you can't throw a rock around here without stepping in something, but it definitely kind of goes to show how sensitive yet not sensitive people will be. Like we, I have this phrase growing up that's becoming more and more relevant that it's not Christmas unless someone's crying. What? I know, like, here's a good story that is very helpful for this. Um, My cousin got married a couple years back um, and it was like a very secluded wedding out in Pennsylvania in the mountains the only family and close friends were invited. We all got like cabins and we all stayed together. And the bride of the wedding cornered me in the bathroom at the wedding and said, I've been watching your Facebook. I know you have a secret. You got to tell me right now. And I'm like, this is your day. We should be talking about you today. But instead it had to be about how I hadn't like come out to her or introduced her to any of my boyfriends, et cetera, et cetera. Because even when you're getting married in a family like mine, it is still not really about you. It is about what is being kept from you or what is not being said out front, et cetera, et cetera. So it definitely it definitely has a perspective of being gay in a family like this. Um, but also, hey, I have a lot of younger cousins. And statistically, one of them probably will be gay. So I'm getting all the berries out of the way first and they'll be just fine. Yeah, so, that's, so, the, so the bride, like she was doing that because she wanted to like be in on the family secrets like she wanted to feel like part of the family yeah she you know, she cornered me in a public bathroom the men's room she went to the men's room she went to the men's room on her wedding day so like a breach of privacy in like multiple ways because not only is she asking for your deep secrets or whatever but she's also going into the men's room and i'm like we don't have to do this today we can come back to this topic later you just got she was in her wedding dress what like yeah she was still in her wedding dress and like i drove up to pennsylvania for this i guess to be harassed by my new cousin my god that's got to be quite a scene oh yeah without a doubt especially because her sister showed up and then she was interrogating me so it was very much like her sister too yeah it was like this weird spinoff of 24 but only available on logo <laughs> So wait, but did the bride, she never, I mean, I presume she must have 
known your family for a long time. She didn't ask you before her wedding day. She just decided no. that her the wedding day was the right time to bring it up when she was in her dress. She really got into the family motive about like, hey, it doesn't matter what the time is. This is my time. Like she probably saw my great grandmother getting into a fight with my great aunt about scratch offs at Christmas. Like she knew what the Lizier vibe was about. She was like, I'm hitting the ground running, running. Let's get into it. Here we go. How are you? Are you still? Are, I'm guessing you're not on good terms with her today, are you? Honestly, the thing about growing up gay and growing up with my family is like you have to learn to let stuff go off your back because if you don't, you're not going to make it or you're going to have to move across the country. And I can't afford that. So you kind of have to learn how to let stuff roll off your back um, because it doesn't really ever end. Like even this year in the greater pandemic specifically like we had a zoom thanksgiving and the fun activity for zoom thanksgiving was a trivia game that we did online but the trivia was all about family i don't want to say trauma but like buffoonery like the barney story i told earlier that was one of the trivia questions the question was what did trisha dress up as for jake's third birthday party and it was like spongebob barney uh bob the builder or i don't know like fred flintstone or something like that so, like, you have to roll with these punches if you're going to stick around. And at this point in my life, it's easier to roll than try to get out of it. That's so weird that they just purposely try to dredge up family drama, like, as a trivia game. That seems like the, like, the most passive-aggressive way to bring, like, past shit up. Yeah, welcome to Irish Catholicism. Um, that's what they're best at. There is no aggression. It is all fully passive. What's it kind of like growing up in that, like, type of environment? I mean, do you feel like it's something like you've inherited or something like you just want to like, stay the hell away from? Well, the good news is it made me a stand-up comedian. Uh, I don't know how good that news is in the greater scope of the world, but it really did kind of show like, hey, I can take all this bullshit that I went through and turn it into something that people enjoy and people laugh at and people relate to. So that's really great. And it's just really been a chance to say, oh, all these things that made me who I was, I can make those a positive. Um, and I think it's just kind of, you have to learn that the people in your family are doing the best they can with what they are given at that moment. Like a lot of them grew up within poverty or within less opportunities than anyone in my generation had. They didn't have the internet as much as I had. They didn't have the access to therapy or books or positive role models in such a degree. So you could spend a lot of your time really resenting them for that or just try to forgive them and say, hey, they're not bad people. They're just doing the best they can with what they were given. And sometimes that wasn't that much. So it's like a bit of a catch all, like which route do you want to take? And hey, Everyone's just doing their best. And if I can extend that courtesy to me, I can do that for them. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good message, you know, you're like trying to be tolerant of other people. Any other kind of interesting, crazy stories? I'm just I'm just dying to know, like the, the bride one really got me going. Oh, yeah, no, I've got a bunch. Um, I can do a recent one. Good, bring them on. Yeah, no, I spent two weeks in my apartment alone for Christmas. I uh, got all my groceries beforehand and isolated so I could go home and see my family for Christmas. And meanwhile, my brother, who was supposed to be doing the same, got a call on Christmas Eve saying, hey, I'm at the mall. What do you want for Christmas? And it's like, you went to the mall in a pandemic on Christmas Eve. 
put the pandemic aside. You went to the mall on Christmas Eve to get everyone's presents. It's a brave man. A brave Either man. Brave or big procrastinator. Well, it's okay because you know what he ended up getting everybody? My mom got Cole's cash and his girlfriend got cash apps. He gave his girlfriend cash apps? He gave his girlfriend cash apps for Christmas. Oh my God, are they still together? Oh yes. Uh, the engagement is on route. Well, she must be quite a gal to stay with this guy when he's only giving her cash apps. Wish I, I wish I had a girlfriend like that. Bless her heart. What can you say other than that? Just bless her heart. So what, what did he, did he give anything good to his other family members or they just got nothing? I got a graphic t-shirt of Mickey Mouse smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> you should have should brought that on your show. You should have worn it. Should've. You wore it to like your stand-up routines? I thought about it. Um, I have not been doing a ton of digital stand-up in the last couple of weeks just because I'm sure your digital stand-up is a whole other bag of worms about how good or bad it is. But frankly, once I can get back to the bars again, hit the ground running, it's like, hey, everybody, here we go. Mickey Mouse, he's high. You ready Smoking for this? weed. Smoking weed. Here you go. I think, I think that's a good theme. Defamation of um, defamation of famous uh, Barney and now Mickey Mouse. We got a drunk Barney. We got Mickey Mouse smoking weed. It's just an ongoing categorization that I can never do television because the FCC will shut me down so fast for defamation of copyright. Have you ever been to Times Square? I have, actually. I did uh, New Year's Eve in Times Square once, and I will probably never do that again. I learned my lesson. Um, it's a long day, and like I love New York. I love going, but I don't love standing in New York for 13 hours outside in the cold with no bathrooms. Me neither. Yeah, I can't recommend it. The reason I bring it up is because the whole ant story with Barney, it kind of reminded me of these Times Square, like these characters, like these people, they dress up as like Elmo or like, you know, one of the Disney or Marvel characters. And they're like really drunk and shady. They're like getting into fights. They're groping people. And I can only imagine like being a kid and like walking through Times Square and saying, hey, look, it's Elmo. Why is Elmo, you know, fighting, you know, Iron Man? Or why is Elmo taking a piss? I'm used to that at this point. Like the naked cowboy could have been my uncle. We just never knew. But yeah, no, you just kind of like roll with this stuff. Like, especially like from a young age like that. It's just like, oh, this is how things are. Aunt so-and-so is going to show up to X events, probably drunk. The other aunt's going to show up and start crying. Or grandma's going to say a pack handed compliment. And then everyone's going to go home and pretend that like nothing happened. Because um, that's what Irish Catholics are good at, pretending that nothing happened yep just like kind of like holding all their holding all their emotions in <laughs> never never letting it out so have, have you had any like awkward like you know weddings or or funerals or like birthday parties well i think if this really speaks to the fact that like this stuff starts young in that my cousin who turned two at his birthday party he um looked around at everybody after the presents were given and said is that it? <laughs> and in <laughs> two years, two years old, like already in his blood, knowing how to react to these sort of things. Um, and really anytime the family can get together like this and it's limited as such these days, and they're still finding new ways to be ridiculous. Uh, like I said, with the zoom trivia family trauma situation. Um, but like any family birthday party, like there's always going to be, people who are sad because they didn't get invited to the cruise ship situation or they're not going out to the casino or so-and-so said something about so-and-so, but they're never going to address it to each other. So they're going to complain to somebody in the back corner. 
it's kind of like growing up in Gossip Girl. It's, <laughs> it's that's all it is, and it makes me really appreciative that I was able to get through high school in One Piece because I had all these tools to be able to realize, like, oh hey, this isn't real. None of this really matters because it's just all gossip, buffoonery, and crosstalk. Yeah, exactly. You just you had all that preparation. Like you were just prepared for all the all the drama, all the all the small talk, all the gossip. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But hey, at the end of the day, it makes for good conversation. And it makes you it makes you a, a better, stronger person. <laughs> exactly. You just have to find the silver lining for all the shit you went through growing up. Do you feel like is like politics a big thing, you know, with your with your family? Oh god, yeah. Um especially <laughs> Especially this week, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but uh, there's been news this week, because there's been news every week for the last four years um, plus, but politics have definitely been a big situation. Um, The bright side is, a lot of them can talk a big game, but don't have the follow-through to actually go vote for anything. Okay. Um, or like go to a polling station because either they don't have a driver's license or they never got registered to vote. So it's a lot of like bluster and buffoonery and social media conversation, but never really any like actual going places or doing stuff that matters, which helps a lot. But definitely, definitely this year specifically over the last like pandemic, Black Lives Matter, summer movement, and then the coup recently and all the this coup. stuff going on. Yeah, just, you know, a little coup, just to brighten your nerves for 2021. Um, it's definitely come up a couple of times. I actually, this reminds me, um, in 2016, said Barney Ant threw a inauguration party for Trump. Um, I did not get invited to that one. Um, I presume you wouldn't have attended. No, I, I wouldn't have attended, but the invite would have been nice <laughs> to say I couldn't attend. Um, but she definitely had a party all about it. And now the tables have flipped to the point where it's like, Hey, I know it's going to break COVID protocols, but I should throw my own inauguration party and not invite her, but make sure she knows she's not invited just so we're all equal at the end of the day. Exactly. It's like karma, you know? Exactly. What goes around comes around. See, it's just karma right there. So I'm curious, have, have, has, have any of your boyfriends ever met your family? So actually, yeah, um, the first one, my current boyfriend met my family this year. We very much operated on like a don't ask, don't tell situation. I was like very busy living my own life, very independent. I live in Baltimore City. A lot of them live out throughout Maryland in the counties and in the woods and et cetera. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do my thing. They're going to do their thing. We'll see each other twice a year, et cetera. I mean, all it took was a pandemic and my sister ratting on me saying I was seeing someone for my mom to be interested. Um, So they did get to meet my current boyfriend um, recently, which was very nice. Um, But it's definitely been a matter of I would rather have them be focusing on just being themselves and trying to get my younger sister through high school, who is now in college. So She's moved out. That hurdle has been uh, covered and definitely like, okay, I'm going to burn that bridge when I get to it. And we're burning that bridge. And it went great. We had charcuterie in a backyard, socially distanced, which was super cute. Um, And it really does set it up to show that like, hey, even though all this nonsense has happened over the last 26 years or so, I am still mature enough and 
put together enough because I can't say that for them. I'm not going to say that for everybody who is in the same situation as I am. I don't want to say like, hey, anyone can do this. I'm very lucky to be able to say I can do this, but we're we're getting there. We're figuring it out, and I'm very lucky. That's the thing about the passive-aggressive, non-conflict, conflict-avoidance side of all of this. They could have a problem with all of the things I do and all the things I am, but they're never going to say it to my face. So I don't have to worry about that. So you can just you just keep going through life, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Exactly. Be like, hey, if you have a problem, I, I don't know. I, I can't I can't read minds here. If you got a problem, say it to my face and they're not gonna. So, hey, nice. Are your are your siblings kind of do they take more after that that side of the family? Uh, my brother does specifically the brother who got everyone Cole's cash or cash app or smoking Mickey Mouse T-shirts for Christmas. <laughs> um I mean, you know, it's, there's always the one in the family and that was him and my sister. It's very, she's much younger than me. So it's been very interesting to see her become a person as someone who like, I'm sure a lot of people who are listening have age gaps in their family and you get from the point where it's like, oh yeah, you're a kid. And it's like, oh wait, you're a person who has thoughts and feelings and ideas and concepts that can talk to you about stuff. And she's finally getting there, which is super cool. We had a great conversation yesterday about everything that's been going on and that has been super helpful to have compared to said brother who is not really equipped to have those sort of conversations um but again we all have that same shared background and narrative of the family we came from we all know that aunt joe is gonna talk some shit in the back corner we all know that grandma brown is gonna call the police on her neighbor because she thinks they're spying at her through her ventilation so that's that's helpful. It's like a shared language we can all speak. Yeah, like like a code kind of. Yeah, exactly. I want to hear more about your grandma. What, what's what's her with her and the neighbors? Is she just like paranoid? Uh, she thinks they're are are they like foreigners or like a different race? No, no. I it would make more sense if they were. I think she was the kind of person. She's in her mid nineties at this point, which means she's very at risk for everything that's going on. She had a very hard time in the beginning of all of this. Because she was the kind of person who would go to the grocery store every single day and buy her dinner and um, lunch and everything. And now we're just trying to be like, hey, please don't do that. You were in your mid-90s. So she has sort of been by herself throughout all of this. And we don't want to put her in an assisted care facility because those are also very dangerous. But also, how do you help someone during all of this? So the isolation has really gotten to her a little bit more than it would have. But we are figuring out. And luckily in Maryland, the government here has done a pretty good job about vaccination rollout. And she is in like the 1A category. So hopefully she'll be vaccinated soon and be able to see more people and interact with more people. And it's like one less thing off people's backs. Um, but definitely the distance from everybody throughout all of this, because you can't, you cannot teach a 95 year old to use zoom. It just doesn't work. Like we've struggled with my grandparents who are in their mid sixties, early seventies. You cannot teach a 95 year old person to use zoom. It just doesn't work. Yeah. At that point, it's like, you know, you just, you can't really do anything with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that, you know, she's, you know, doing well and you know, that she'll be vaccinated soon. I, it must be so scary. I mean, my, my friend, his, um, his grandmother is 97. She was in a nursing home and she died right at the start of COVID. So that was a very, I know with these nursing homes, it's been really, it's been really horrible. Yeah. It's really the epicenter of everything that's been going on. So we've been trying to 
from the family perspective, avoid that as much as possible. But it's still like, okay, if we're avoiding that, who is safe enough to go take care of someone in their mid-90s who's not going to bring something into the home? Yeah, exactly. Before we go, I wanted to chat with you a little more about your podcast. I believe it's called yeah. um, Thwarp. Is that the, the correct name of it? You you got it. Yeah, Thwarp, a podcast for big fans. Nice. Can you can you tell us a little more about it? Yeah. So so basically, um, it it's a it's a quarantine podcast. So start over quarantine. We got this idea. I was either going to start an OnlyFans or a podcast, and I don't have enough lighting in my apartment for the OnlyFans. So a podcast it was for an audio medium. And it's me and my friend Michael Furr, another local Baltimore comedian. Please look him up. He's fantastic. And we just talk about all the stuff we're fans of. And we have our friends on the podcast just talk about stuff they're big fans of. We are both comedians. We're both improvisers. So we talk about digital improv, digital comedy. We just had another local comedian on Morgan Julian this week to talk about the DC uh, Cinematic Universe. We've talked a lot about Wonder Woman Basically, it's a fanboy podcast, just going down the rabbit hole of like, we like these things and we want to ramble about them. So we're going to do that. We've talked about Buffy. We've talked about um, video games, anime, the Harley Quinn show, so many other things. And it's just a great example of, hey, we're going to geek out about this for an hour or so. And if you like this sort of thing, please geek out with us. We would love to have you. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, so where can fans either, you know, check out the podcast or, you know, see more of you and your uh, comedy material? Yeah, sure. So if you want to check out the podcast, it's under Thwarp. That's T-H-W-O-R-P podcast, all one word on Instagram and Facebook. We also have a Gmail, Podcast at gmail.com. Episodes go up every Thursday morning. Um, for me specifically, you can find me at Jake underscore my underscore day like make my day but for jake my day i'm on twitter instagram facebook well thank you jake so much it's been really fun hearing about you and your family you know i wish all you guys the best um especially your grandmother thank you so much have a great day and um take care yeah thank you david thank you so much for listening if you've enjoyed this episode please subscribe and leave us a five-star review would you like to be a guest please send a story about your embarrassing family member to embarrassingfamily at gmail.com.